It's time to play Switch. And here's your host, Jeff Hepner. No, it's not time to play Switch. It's time to review Switch. Totally different, actually, if you think about it. I, I, I review game shows. Welcome to a podcast with Jordan Haas. It's the whenever I feel like podcast where I talk about stuff. Today we're going to be reviewing a game show. And that's that's good because th- this is my this is my area of expertise is game shows and talking about them. I love it. So if I go on for an hour, I'm so sorry. Uh, for the record, the show is about 22 minutes. So if you don't want me to review the show, head on over to Game Show Network's YouTube channel. There's already a full episode available. If you are, I believe, a Dish subscriber or a Spectrum person, there's a few episodes, I believe, out on demand for you to check out as well. And also a Game Show Network app and blah, 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 blah. Uh, So today's game show is Switch. Now, Switch began as, I think, a Belgium game show, and they made the rounds at uh, at, uh, probably Natpy or something, like just like a a format pitch. And the original pitch for Switch was it's the only game show that doesn't use a scoreboard and doesn't need to. Uh, it is a very frantic quiz show, and one that I kind of would say is like musical chairs, but with trivia, and much more fun to play and watch. Uh, so, as someone who's been watching a lot of game show formats, and I mean, like, I'll probably talk about those at the end of this episode, <clears throat> it is fun to see an American game show that is very watchable. Switch is probably one of the most watchable new formats out there, hands down. I, I mean, apologies to Lingo, apologies to uh, Generation Gap, apologies to Name That Tune, but Switch is actually very, very fun to play. You can play along with it, and it's very fun to watch because there is stakes in every question. So, uh, Switch is played with five contestants. That's the start of the show. Uh, And there are five podiums, numbered one through five. The aim of this game is to be number one at the end of the show, because that's when you'll be playing for money. In the first round, it's a speed round. Uh, There is a question, and whoever's on the buzzer uh, answers. If they are correct, they go to the highest-ranked podium. So if there's no podiums, one, uh, then two, then three, then four. But if they're wrong, they go to the back of the line and they end up at position five at the start of the show. And this continues until all of the players end up in their starting positions. This is a really fun way to start the show out with questions. And as they go to the podium, you already get like a quick bio of the players, their name, their location, their occupation. And where they're from, it's all that good stuff that you kind of like in a game show. And then we just start with like, hey, now we get to know these players. And that's fantastic. Once we got all the players on their podiums one through five, then we start to play Switch. Switch works like this. All five players answer the same questions. These are multiple choice questions with three possible answers. If they are correct, it lights green and a good thing could happen. If it's wrong and it's red, a bad thing might happen. The good or bad thing will be determined by how many people got questions right or wrong in their placement on the podiums. So, for instance, if someone in position one got the question wrong and someone in position two got the question right, whoever was at place at place two 
now goes up to place one. Well, the person in place one now has to go down so many steps until there's a correct answer. So two got it right, three got it right, but four got it wrong. Well, now they're in position four and four moves down to five. Things like that. Uh, so it, it becomes this very high frantic place of trying to be in the right place at the end of the, each round. In round one, there are five questions because there's five players and five positions. Whoever is at that last spot at the end, place five, is eliminated from the game. Perfect. Nice. Understandable. In round two, there's no points or doubled or anything. It's just there's now four podiums with the same four players where they were at the start of the last game. And therefore, we continue with four questions. Hey, it all makes sense. After round two, after all four questions have been answered, whoever is in position four is out of the game. There is no tiebreakers. There's no way to do a tie. It's just you get it right or you don't. That's it. Which leads to the final round. There are three players, first, second, and third. And now it's all about a placement of trying to stay in first place. The next two get eliminated. This makes it very frantic because these are the most important three questions of the game because that will determine today's winner. And that's it. It's after those three questions of multiple choice, we determine the day's winner. Seamlessly fun and frantic. That's exactly what the show is and so easy to understand. I know it's hard to explain it in an audio setting, but when you see like the green and red lights and you go, oh, whoever is green moves up and all the red ones scoot back. It all makes perfect sense. <clears throat> Whoever has the higher number podium goes to the higher number podium after them. So if you're in first position, make sure you get every question right because the second you get a question wrong, you could be back all the way to the end. And likewise, and this is very possible, if all the players get a question wrong except for somebody at the end of the line, they can go from last to first in one single question, which could shake up the entire game and make things very, very interesting. And that's the kind of thing I think people kind of wanted in a game show network game where there is no, I hate to say it because it sounds cursing, a bullshit catch-up round. Like, it seems like every game show network game, and I, I hate to just go into the game show network stuff right now. Almost every game show network game Round one is a single game. Round two, the points are double. Round three, we have a catch-up round to determine the winner. The winner gets $1,000 and plays for $10,000. That's always the case, and it's so paint-by-numbers, it drives me crazy. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I think every game show should have its own prize. It doesn't have to be $10,000. I mean, it's okay. I mean, 25 words or less does it. I think... That show should definitely have been 25,000, 25's in its name, but maybe they don't have the financial responsibility to throw more money at it. Likewise, something like uh, Chain Reaction, I believe that's 15,000, uh, or uh, America Says, they all have, they have like a little amount of money. And 10,000 still, I think, like that's just game show minimum. And that's definitely game show network minimum. And I just want something to be changed about it. <clears throat> anyway, so the winner of Switch gets $1,000 and plays for $10,000. Uh, the way they do that is they're in fifth position at the start of the final round. There's 60 seconds on the clock. And essentially, 
it, it's a it's an on the clock game. Now it's not get ten right in sixty seconds. It is simply put a back and forth game, kind of like the chase almost. You get a question right, you move up a podium. So five becomes four, four becomes three, three becomes two, two becomes one. If you can answer a question correctly at position one, the clock stops and you win $10,000. But be careful. If you get a question wrong or you pass, you move back a step. So you can go from position five to position five because there's nothing else. But if you're position four, you scoot back to five. So you have to climb back up. Or you go from two to three, and then you have to climb back up to two to one. So there's a whole bunch of climbing up for a player if they pass or get a question wrong. So the stakes are very, very uh, high in this bonus round. If they fail to get to position one and answer the question correctly at the end of 60 seconds, they only take home $1,000. And we'll see you next time. I like it. I, but I, 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 again... Game show minimum just drives me up the wall. Now, I don't want to go through every Game Show Network original. I think Game Show Network is actually very, very smart by having all of these original ideas. Everything from America Says to Mastermind to Chain Reaction uh, all the way to uh, what would be uh, <coughs> Common Knowledge. Uh, <laughs> they, they don't have any test anymore. I'm kind of sad by that. Um... And now with the likes of Switch, uh, and there's so many other game shows coming. I think they're coming up with a reboot of everyone's 29th favorite quiz game. That's right, Split Second, uh, where it's going to be a little bit more of the same. I'm looking forward to see how they handle that one too. But it's, I, I, I'm going to be, uh, I, I'm, I, I don't want to put my hopes up. Because I, when I see game show minimums, I just, I don't know. It sounds like Split Seconds is going to follow the classic rules, 10, 20, uh, 10, 25, 50, and then probably double, and then maybe a countdown round or some new variant, and then a $10,000 bonus round of some kind. <coughs> uh, but what, what I uh, appreciate about Switch is, again, it's watchable. It's play alongable. You can see the screen and you can shout at the TV because you see the questions. Just like Mastermind, you can see the questions. And there is this element of you can follow the game very quickly, even when the game is mute. You know who is ahead, who is behind. And you can see the stakes when it comes to the final question because that's when everything could change. Someone in first place could get the question wrong and everyone else got it right. And suddenly they went from first place to last place, and they're out of the show. That is brilliant stuff. And that's the stuff that I really, really like. Uh, so for me, amazing format, amazing likability. Now let's break down a lot of stuff that's meaningless. For instance, the host. Jeff is a fantastic host. I think of a lot of the hosts we have currently have a Game Show Network, Jeff is probably my favorite now. Because he has this high-energy flair to him. He kind of reminds me a bit of Austin's show on Name Your Price, that, let's switch! That kind of, there's that kind of action to it, that you kind of see the intensity, but same as the joy, and there's a lot of banter, and when they answer questions, he likes to ask them, like, what did you say? What made you say that? And there's a bit of, like, actually like lighthearted banter that you get to know these contestants and like them and then he's bantering with them enough that it's also likable this is such a friendly show 
and that leads me to one of my biggest problems with the show, is the casting is fantastic for the show, but you don't get to see them anymore. I would like to see someone who got eliminated in the first round return, because they just had that one wrong question. And that, to me, is just a letdown. Uh, because I think this show, because they're casting five contestants in every episode, and it's one and done. So they get another five, and another five, and another five. You will probably wipe out the entire city of Los Angeles after season five <laughs> if we keep this up. So what, what they really should do is uh, probably have some sort of like returning champion feature. Or better yet, what was the original format was, I believe, they all stay for a week. Now, I don't want to change the show up that much, but if it was me, and this is the only thing I would change, is two things. Price, price budget, and the players. I think what would make this show really good is if they follow that jackpot-style formula where you keep the five players there for five games. So every player has a chance to be the winner or someone could, who might have failed in day one, will have a second chance at redemption at getting the jackpot. Additionally, I don't like a $10,000 flat jackpot. I think there should be a progressive style jackpot, but nothing too severe. I think like it should be something along the lines of if a question shows up in the game and everybody gets the question right, they add $1,000 to the jackpot. So now they're playing for 11000 or 12000 and keep going from there. And if a player fails at that big switch final round, the super switch, I'll call it, um, <clears throat> there should be like a, well, you got three ahead, so we'll add $3,000 to the pot, so now it's worth, say, 14000 15000 16000 for tomorrow's game. And we'll see you tomorrow. And you keep them going. Because now you can add some sort of stakes. Keep the contestants in the banter. So now we know all about these players. And they're still playing for relatively low stakes. I, I don't see giving away 25000 for Switch. But I could definitely see something like 13000 15000 18000 Instead of just 10000 It just seems... It just seems like a... Low money, and plus, it's still a very skillful finale when it comes to trying to win that prize. <clears throat> uh, so, next is uh, besides returning champions and progressive jackpot, those are the two things I would change about the show. Everything else should stay, it, it pleases me 100%. I love it, everything about it, great. The speed round, love it. The five, four, three, perfect. What I would also change is the set a bit. Now, obviously, with Progressive Jackpot, now you can display it on the overhead LCD screens. But we have an audience, and the set is very dark for the show. Now, every pitch for Switch has this very dark set. And I mean, probably because I believe the original one was in like this little loft style studio. When, there, when it comes to trying this one, I think you should probably have like a couple more backlights for the audience to show that they're there. Or at the very least, like try and incorporate the set a little bit more to show that there is an audience. Because mostly you're just seeing close-ups of the contestants 
And if you're having a studio audience there, even if it's very small, it seemed like there was like about 40 to 50 players. Um, I think it'd be a good idea to keep them like a little bit more lit or uh, you, you kind of just show them laughing at some jokes or like clap and you just cut away a B-roll of clapping to show that they're excited about the game being unfolded. Um, that, but that's just like a small, 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 tiny nitpick. I have with this game. Otherwise, it is a fantastic new format. It is one of the great new game shows that Game Show Network unfolded. It makes me really excited about Switch. The questions are perfect for this kind of thing because it's a mix of pop culture and history. It's not really masterminds, like where that's a little bit higher cerebral. This is more everyday general knowledge, which makes it very fun to see the uh, switcheroo take place constantly to me that is the best part of the show is the switching after every question let's switch do 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 it 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 makes everything matter in this game and i think that's what i like about it there's no points so there's no like bullshit third round catch-up round it really is just whoever's in the end is out and then at the third round whoever's in first position wins the show, and they get a thousand bucks. That is fine with me. And I think when it comes to things like you bet your life, which gives away $5,000, I'm not really that annoyed by the $10,000 uh, cash prize for the show. But I still think for something like Switch, there needs to be some sort of reward if everyone gets it right. So they're all playing for the same progressive jackpot. And because of the returning champions, we get to know these players a bit more. So it becomes this sort of like, kind of like, I hate to like deal or no deal UK, but something where you get to know everybody just a little bit more and they get to tell their own story. So why they like this music or why they like uh, this book, it becomes this sort of, oh, that's kind of fun and fun and interesting, but it all makes sense in the long run why they do one and dones because obviously one and dones you can put them out of rotation it's easier to understand even though things like masterminds does returning champions so i don't i don't know but i just think something about just that whole uh keep the keep all the players together would make this such an exciting little show and i, I honestly it's probably one of the rare games games you never created where I'm actually hooked and want to watch the next episode. A lot of the game show network shows that I see, it's very passive. Like, oh, I watched an episode, but not really again. And others, it's not really the format, but the host. Like, I like Leia on People Puzzler. It's just fan it's just funny to me. Uh, others, it just is a casual. You sit down, you just see it because it's there. That's Masterminds. No offense. Masterminds is just a casual sit-down. Um, for all these Game Show Network shows, they're all passive. They're all very sit-down, and you're just kind of watching it. But with something like Switch, it's very it's very fast. It's, very, it's not really current GSN, but it's such an engaging show that you miss two questions and suddenly the entire game has changed. And the person you were rooting for in first place is now suddenly in last place. Someone who was in last place is now in first place. Someone in third place is now in fourth place. And you're just so confused. 
And that, to me, makes it such an engaging, because now you just have to keep watching to see where each person places. And because of these reveals being very fast, it's such a great format. Because if this was an hour-long game show, oh, God, the reveals of the correct answers and when are they going to switch, that would drag for two, three, four minutes. Here, I would say question, answer, talk a bit, reveal, switch, that takes about 40 seconds, 30 to 40 seconds in total. Like, it is super quick. And that is such, such a breakthrough for a game show to just be fast with the answer the question, reveal the answer, still have a bit for a quirky banter moment, do the switch reveal, and at no point does it just we have to wait a whole minute if it's a correct answer, or what's the switch going to be like, who's getting eliminated, Find out when we come... None of that. It just is a perfect game show. It is a perfect quiz game. You just It's a perfect in and out, 20 minutes, you're done. And to me, those are hard to find, especially in America. So, if I had to score this game show... I still give it a four out of five, not the full five out of five. I love this game, but it's only wanting to see the contestants more and having a progressive jackpot that's just pushing it down that one extra grade. I don't think there's anything they could do about it. That might be a prize budget situation. That could be a casting thing. But hey, if you're bringing returning champions, that's less of a headache for the casting producers for this show. So now you're casting for five episodes with the same people versus just grabbing a handful of people as quickly as you can. So it gets more likable people and we get to know these players more because I think they are all great. Uh, So that is going to be it. It's a four out of five show. Please check it out. Um, Before I go, I I watched a few British game shows. Um, So... Limitless Win has returned. I talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, Antinex Limitless Win is a game show where there's numbers. It's kind of like a mix of cliffhangers and the price is right. Where all these numerical questions, you go up a prize ladder, you can win infinity money. Uh, the last couple of episodes have been really, really fun. Um, because there have been moments where players had like $100,000 guaranteed. And they would still be playing with inches away, like two or three steps away from a million dollars or 1.25 million. And it becomes this bit of like a nerve game in addition to a trivia game that makes it kind of endearing in a way that I don't think a lot of game shows really uh, perfect. They really updated the show from series one to series two. It's on ITVX, so if you have a VPN... Maybe give it a watch. Uh, it's very, very fun. Uh, I would say it's one of those really American game shows that just happens to be in Britain. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if like Fox picks it up, but most likely ABC. Uh, and it's just a very, very cool show. Uh, the other one, which I will hammer home again, is uh, Bridge of Lies. Bridge of Lies is this really cool mix. It's like it's kind of like Blockbusters and Wipeout and a Boom. Remember Boom with the with the bomb and you cut the wires and then spaghetti blows up. Um, so 
what they do is there's a team of players, and they're all friends or family, and each and one by one they play the Bridge of Lies game where they have to step on like a lily pad that has an answer. And if it fits this description, for instance, people whose first name is John, uh, they can keep moving on the game board. But if it's a lie, they have to move back and they lose half their bank. To make matters worse, they're eliminated from the game on two conditions. One, they hit three lies, because like like any sort of sporting event, three ga- three strikes, you're out. Or two, they run out of time, because there's a ticking clock of five minutes to get from point A to point B. And that means that at the end of like the rope, when the questions get a little harder, there's like 15 seconds left on the clock, and they are freaking the hell out. And there is that bit of panic in that show, but there's this ticking bomb urgency that goes along with it that makes it such an thrilling kind of game show on BBC. When it comes to the final round, uh, there's a slew of answers. You have to step on the one correct one. The rest are lies. And it's sort of like best ever trivia show where it's just one correct and the rest are lies. Find the true from the lie. And you just have to get, I think, eight right uh, to win your bank of money. But they do like the wheel and they do like the chase where there's a bit of a gamble. If you want, you can sacrifice one of your team members and we double your bank. But if you're not confident, we can bring a player who lost back to the game. And that's another player that's in our life for you. And you lose half the bank. To me, that also is a very fun show, just like Switch. It's this very fast game that uh, I blink and I miss. Now, it's an hour-long show, but I, I mean, 40, actually, it's like 43 minutes because it's BBC without advertising. But you blink and you miss, and it's like, there's like four mini games. There is a guardian angel with a panic button, and there is this thrilling, like, excitement part of if they get the questions right or wrong and there's no like cut to commercial aspect on the ship because it's again BBC that makes it very very exciting to me so in conclusion Bridge of Lies is one of the better quiz games that have existed now and Switch is one of the better game shows that come out in America Yes, there's going to be a bit of game show fatigue from now until maybe summer when Press Your Luck returns and Pyramid and all that good stuff. But considering we are near the end of January, Bridge of Lies Season 2 has excited me. Limitless Win is a very thrilling primetime game show, and those are both in Britain. And now in America, we are seeing this really great new game show on Game Show Network Switch. That tells me... This is going to be a great year for game shows. So that concludes this game show review. Switch, it's fantastic. Give it a watch on YouTube. Uh, Hope you have a cable subscription so you can see more episodes. And for the love of God, game show fandom, please shut the fuck up a couple of times when it comes to like nitpicking a damn game show. Some of you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And also, hey, Game Show fandom, maybe you should save and archive all of these game shows that are on Game Show Network, because there will be a time when the shows will fall off the air and you won't be able to watch them and they're not going to be on Pluto TV. So you're just going to be scrambling trying to find that one episode of Friend or Foe and you're going to end up angry. 
So please, stop getting fucking angry. Also, also, well, before I end here, Michael Tiller passed away over the weekend, and it's heartbreaking. Now, he, he made some cringy videos, oh, Michael hosts. Yeah, okay, that's a fun, goofy joke at his expense. But the, the guy passed away, and there are a bunch of assholes curling the game show fandom who were making fun of the guy while he was sick and hospitalized days before his passing. And there are people who encourage that. And I don't get it. Maybe I'm out of it. Like The guy made weird videos. Okay, sure. But I don't know what he did to really piss you off or annoy you. To the point of you kind of just joke about his death like that. To me, I'm a little sensitive about that kind of thing because death is never really fun. But when it comes to that sort of situation, it kind of really annoys me trying to talk about game shows. Because you're just one step away from dealing with people who may or may not have any empathy for anybody. And they're just obsessed with game shows that someone dies and the first thing they think of is tell a joke? Fuck you. Like, seriously. I, I know this is game shows and we shouldn't be taking them seriously. But when it comes to one of your own passing away, that's sort of just a bit of arrogance and very insulting. And there are people who kind of were friends with the guy, and they're grieving at the moment. Lots of people are grieving at the moment. And then you have your few people who are pissed off he's dead because that means they can't get their game shows. A guy fucking died. And I feel sorry for the friends. I feel sorry for the family. And most of all, I just... It's one of those cases of... Why are people this way on the internet? This isn't like a guy who makes death threats. This isn't like the biggest asshole on the internet. This isn't like low tax passing away. This is just a guy who uploads game show videos and then like every once in a while talks about them and then like sometimes says no to tape traders and sometimes... Uh, ha has strong religious beliefs. I think that could be it. Maybe it's a religious thing. But even then, the guy's dead. And the game show community to just steamroll the guy or make fun of the dude. Again, while he was hospitalized, inches away from death, it's just horrifying. I really wish this community gets better. But there are days where I just think, no. I I want to talk about game shows. I wanted to talk about Switch. I want to talk about Bridge of Lies, Limitless Win. Those are fun. I'm excited about those. But it's kind of tough to talk about these to a bunch of people who I'm now going to assume if I ever pass away... They're just going to just insult me behind my back. And if that and if that's going to be the case, why bother being friends with these people? Why bother talking about game shows to, to who? Fucking assholes? No, they don't deserve it.
they deserve fucking therapy. They deserve to go seek help. They deserve to have their computer removed and the internet because they're one day removed from a mass shooting taking place and, oh, but they postponed the prices right. To those people, eat shit. It's game shows. But most importantly, have a fucking heart. Anyway, that's going to be it for today's episode. Hope you had fun. I'll see you again soon for another great episode. Take care. Big smooch.